0: C'est vrai. Je suis un now, in the uh, towers of uh, Edmonton... I'm not a Tory, I don't speak on both sides. I do not use crack cocaine, nor am I an addict. Let's have an introduction to this You should have introductions to things right I feel like you should have introductions people to things People should say their names Their profession Their favorite flavor of ice cream Maybe is that, not Is that something that should like go on your driver's license Like your favorite yes. flavor of ice cream It's how you identify yes. yourself I think it should be a government um, gen- like Policy To discriminate against people Who like bubblegum ice cream After the age of 16 Who hurt you Bubblegum ice cream hurt me, Janelle. <laughs> Bubblegum ice cream hurt me. Well, I guess I've already introduced, so there we go. I'm Janelle. I'm and I am Jessica Pigeot. Are we doing last names? Do we do last names. Okay, I'm Janelle Marie Comeau, which makes me Frencher than you. Ah! I'm Jessica Joelle Pigeot. Oh shit, we're tied. Oh my gosh. Neither of our parents loved us. Is ne- what we can- neither of them loved <laughs> us. Neither of them cared about our futures. Anyway, this is Fat, French, and Fabulous. We are all three of those things cubed. There's two of us. It increases exponentially. Oh my god, I stopped taking math in this school. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> math is funny, Janelle. God. I also like that we just like start out with like, yeah, hi, we're fat. <laughs> like, That's great. Let That's us. what you need to know about us. Self-esteem, young girl. Self-esteem. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. important. Own it. <laughs> No one likes hugging skinny people. They're bony. God. I know. It's if you want to be loved, pack on the weight. That's an equally terrible message. There's no good message here. Children, listen to me! Your Auntie Jessica has your best interests in mind. Your best interests are cake. <laughs> cake is always in your interests. This is not a health blog. <laughs> this, is, this is in no way a health blog. Don't it, take. This is not an advice blog. It, it is not. It is not. I refuse to be held legally culpable if you put all of your life, life's effort into eating as much cake as possible. I, I support it, but I will not be held legally accountable. That's great. Now that we have like legal formalities, I <laughs> guess like eat cake, but don't and don't blame us if your pancreas explodes. I guess your fault for taking health advice from a podcast with anonymous people who label themselves fat. <laughs> like you don't even know if we're fat. That's true. We could you don't just even have know. Really, really poor self esteem. Yeah. Like, like I might be like a model. I mean, I'm not. No. And I have several chins, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know that You can't confirm that this It's merely a rumor This is not a medium For like Transporting fatness Across <laughs> barriers Between do, people Like like, Do I sound fat? I don't know if it's possible To sound fat Like I think At a certain level of fat You can sound fat Can you sound fat? I don't know This is a science This is a future episode <laughs>
1: What do, like? like. <laughs> what do fat people
0: sound like? What do fat people just sound listen like? to? Like Oprah at different points in her career. Like, does she sound fatter at certain points than others? <laughs> anyway, I decided that we were going to start out because we are using Frenchness as a theme. I thought we'd start out with like a little a little French quote of the day. Oh God! And the French quote of today is "Je suis allergique au chien phantom," which means "I'm allergic to ghost dogs." Because that is our topic for today. William Lyon Mackenzie King. Now, you may not know who William Lyon Mackenzie King, if you're not a Canadian. And you probably don't even know who he is, if you are. (laughs) I mean, I hope you do. Like, as our education system failed us that hard. I mean, you were probably sleeping through, like... Did we learn Mackenzie King in school? I genuinely wasn't awake. We mostly mostly talked about, like, Jacques Cartier and how he, like was French and carried canoes. All I got got out of it was, like, Stalin was bad, and then Stalin was various massacres were also bad. He was a naughty man. Do not let that mustache fool you, ladies and gentlemen. That was, like, the extent of my, like, Alberta curriculum social learning. Yeah, so... (laughs) Don't don't behead people in public squares. It was was a good life lesson. You know, leave the poets alone. We did Louis Riel, but that was just more beheading in public squares. So we didn't really really do a lot of... A lot of people have lost their heads in history. (laughs) That's great. Well, William Lyon Mackenzie King did not get decapitated, but his dog did die. And this was apparently... Several of his dogs died. Several of his dogs died. This was actually like a turning point in Canadian politics that we either like can't or won't acknowledge. Yeah. Like, one of the scary things about William (laughs) Lyon Mackenzie King is that he was in charge during World War II and there were some things we did not know about him when we were voting for him. And after the fact, it became a little scary. I feel like elections were just, like, much better before- You got much more interesting people elected before we got to scrutinize people's, like, social media feed. Like, when we had the recent elections, like, we know everything about- Mm-hmm. Every current world leader from like baby pictures onward, but back in the day, they're just like, fuck it. I mean, you didn't die yet. I mean, you've got a mustache, and you know, people claim to know you. You've, yeah, I mean, you're probably not a drifter. You were baptized, and you've got a mustache, and you're wearing pants. I mean, we're pretty much good to go. And then it turns out that you're a fucking lunatic who talks to ghosts, and that's just sort of <laughs> we're just sort of stuck with you now. Didn't we vote him in a couple times? Oh, he is Canada's longest-serving prime minister. That's what I thought. We just kept voting for the dude who talks to dead. Yeah, dead like ghosts. We loved this guy. <laughs> we really, we fucking loved him. We loved him. Today he would have a YouTube channel, but back then he was back then that's prime he, minister. He led material. the country. So basic bio on William Lyon Mackenzie King. After this point, I am going to start calling him. Mackenzie King or just King. So keep that in mind because he's got a long name. Is William too familiar? Can we not call him Billy? <laughs> Billy is that Billy Mac? Is that too familiar for a man who's been dead for like however many decades? Does he care? At this I point? mean, his own mother probably didn't call him Bill. Billy. <laughs> Actually, she might have. They were close. Oh, that's good. Do you like? Is, is there a point where you're just like, no, mother, nicknames? We're, we don't have that relationship. I mean, like during the Victorian era, and like he was known for being a bit old-fashioned. This is after the Victorian era. I was going to say, World War II and Victorian era yeah, like, was like, did I sleep through that much of history class? No, no, he was known for being very Victorian, which in the time would make him very old-fashioned. And in the well, Victorian yeah. era, like there were some couples who like always referred to, referred to each other as like Mr. So-and-so and Mrs. So-and-so their entire married lives. The Victorian era was a was a weird time. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, bio. We need to know how this guy lived. Okay, let's, so, let's do this. Before the ghost dogs. Before ghost dogs. You need context before we get to ghost dogs. Where did it go wrong? <laughs> Where did it go wrong? Where did it start? So William <laughs> Lyon Mackenzie King is the 10th Prime Minister of Canada. He was the leader of the Liberal Party. Notably, liberal does not mean... Mm. Liberal, liberal. Liberal, liberal. It's liberal in name. Yeah, like... In name only. The liberals... True liberalism. Yeah, like, the liberals in Canada are just, like, the spineless centrist party that doesn't really have beliefs or ideals of we, its own. We went full political there. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that's incorrect. That can often be a good political strategy. That can often be, like, a very valuable thing that you can have in a society. But, like... They're the centrists. Yeah. They're not like super super progressive um necessarily and they are the they were the dominant political party for most of Canada's history. I just like that we were World War II we're only up to our 10th leader. Oh yeah. <laughs> this, this is how young we are as a country. Canada Canada <laughs> was founded like as an independent state Quite a bit later than America was. Yeah, well, I know that I wasn't. I wasn't quite that comatose through 1867. I've got that part, but man, yeah, that it's really just puts very it. shocking. Yeah, it took us a while to get enough. Do we even have enough prime ministers for a football team? Like to date, I don't. Um, I don't think we, we still do. have less than thirty. Yeah, we can't. We can't field a football team with all of our resurrected zombie prime ministers. <laughs> so I mean, we've got I mean a way we're going to go. have to wait a while before we form a league. Maybe we need term limits if we're going to get this ball rolling. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, He served six non-consecutive terms, and he was in power for over 21 years in the 27 years between uh, 1921 and 1948. And he retired, then died in 1950 at 75 years old. In the same year? Yes. (laughs) That really sucks. Oh, yeah. Plan that shit a bit better. He he wanted to write his memoirs, presumably using his diaries, which will become important later. Oh, because they're great. (laughs) Oh, they're fantastic. Oh, they're really good. They're all available (laughs) online and they are searchable. (laughs) Never will your diary to your children. You'll just ruin yourself for them. Yeah. Like, don't... Write anything down, ever. Don't. Yeah, you are a sick person, and no one wants to know that shit after you're gone. <laughs> I don't even care who you are. You're a sick person, and no if, one. Wants if to know. you're voted into, if you find yourself in a position of prominence, just burn everything. Find your junior high diary and just set it on fire in the yard. Nobody needs to know. Yeah, yeah. It, it will ruin your legacy. People will look. People will say weird jokes about you for the rest of your non-life, and they they will be very immature. So he led Canada through much of the interwar era meaning the era between World War 1 and World War 2 uh the <laughs> not last, good years <laughs> the good years you know the, the roaring 20s uh, he was also in power during the be- very beginning of and the last half of the great depression and not good years not good bad <laughs> bad, bad years bad um, don't let them tell you the 30s were awesome kids. Did anybody not. tell you the 30s were awesome? I sometimes say that to like, children. Like, if you hung out with someone who lived through the 30s, it's just awful. They just, I enjoy lying to people. They just eat flour <laughs> out of a bin and tell you how awful their lives were. Like, urban people ate pigeons. <laughs> I, did, I did not, I, I've not hung out with any pigeon eaters. I wouldn't look, I like, I wouldn't look at a street pigeon for too long because you might get salmonella. Yeah, no, I don't want to, ooh, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Anyway, he was a, what we might call a dominant figure in Canadian politics, which is actually quite common in Canadian politics, being as it is a relatively small country. You it saw, doesn't take much to be big here. Anybody it, can be big doesn't. here. It like, doesn't. No. I know, like, I met the Premier once. Her dog's nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we're- It has three legs. We're like six blocks from the Premier right now. Yeah. I mean, that that's just a geographical like, quirk, but- d- Do you want to be big in Canada? Like just try for about six months, I've, you will meet people. I ran into Justin Trudeau on the street once in Edmonton and was like, oh, neat. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> we're a we're a casual people who okay. we're an easily impressed people. <laughs> Do you wanna meet Peter Mansbridge? Everybody wants to meet Peter Mansbridge. I've yes. met Peter Mansbridge. Oh you have? He's delighted. He was the chancellor of my university. Yeah but yeah it's just like like canada is not a big place so prior to even less so back then like, like a, a good chunk of us died in world war 1 we were oh yeah like a lot a lot of us died in world war 1 like canadians were britain's shock troops alongside with many of the other colonies and a lot of them died yeah it was like it was it was shockingly high it was shockingly high so like modern canada has about the population of california or, or, or Tokyo, the greater Tokyo area. Yeah, like <laughs> if we want to be a city. Yeah, like we are. It is not a big place, and it does. So you can often have a situation where one of the political parties will be very, very strong, and the other political party, for whatever reason, is very weak. So you would just have one party dominating the political sphere for a very long time, even after the populace is relatively tired of them. This is probably one of the things that kept Harper in power for quite a long time. This is absolutely why Johnny McDonald, who is our first prime minister, was in power for as long as he was. Um, I mean, we were, we were owned by a department store as a country, so yeah. it doesn't take much. Like the Hudson, you know, like the Bay, they used to own us. I really hope everybody who went through Canadian public school knows that. You are like... (laughs) I really... I really... I don't have high hopes, but I really hope that that much... We used to be owned by a department store. It's it's pretty fundamental. Yeah. I actually knew a kid named Henry Hudson. Oh, no. I don't know what he's doing now, but... No, nothing good. His name was Henry Hudson. Probably drinking himself to death. Anyway, yeah. So, like, you often have, like, these huge periods in Canadian politics where just one party is utterly in power. And... You know, that happens to this day where that just kind of happens. And it's because we don't have a large, we're not that big. Let's just say we're not that big. It's like, I like how like you can be like the governor of Arkansas for like 50 years or something. Yeah, I actually we don't just, know if Arkansas has term limits. I actually don't know either, but they definitely don't teach the politics of Arkansas in the Canadian public school system. Yeah. No one cares about Arkansas. I'm sorry, Arkansas, I care about This school. is not this is not a good We're not a good life lessons. Eat cake. Don't hug skinny people. Nobody likes Arkansas. We're not we're not doing well. Yeah. Uh editor's note, I am a liar. <laughs> but you're not You don't care about Arkansas That was genuine <laughs> I mean, like, I don't hate Arkansas They're just not, like Not my top state But if I had to pick a place where people vote for incumbents forever I mean, that's yeah, reasonable. I mean, like, it's just like It's just a low-population polity thing We're, we're comfortable people <laughs> Yeah Um, so He came back from scandal, notably the King-Bing affair, which we will explain to you. You don't have to know it. It's okay that you don't know it. I I know you don't know it. I don't know it. And he managed the deeply divided interests of a deeply divided country, notably those of French Canadians who lacked English Canadians' identification with the British Empire, and the strong difference between the largely rural West... And the heavily industrialized uh, central Canada. That's how you win Canada today. Like, that's never stopped being Canadian politics. It's like, well, the French and the English still don't get along. We're at 150 years this year, and that's still how you, like, rule Canada. Also, farmers are mad. I mean, that's sort of a political truity, but... Yeah. Farmers are usually mad, except when it's growing season. Note to politicians, always plan your farm-related bills... During like during harvest time, this is a weird off topic. Then all right now we've dumped on farmers. Pink, no skinny people. Fuck Arkansas and farmers in that order. I I have a lot of anger. <laughs> Who hurt you? I swear to farmers God, farmers from Arkansas. <laughs> nobody, skinny ones. Did nobody parent you. You're from Grand Prairie, Alberta. What happened to you? Anyway, so. Who was Mackenzie King like as a person? So he was notably a cold, deeply uncharismatic man. This is great. He ruled for 21 years and nobody liked the fucker. Yeah. Like, he had very few close relationships through his entire life, notably with his mother, like, a friend or so. He had a lot of allies, but not a lot of friends. That's going to be a theme, and so he may or may not have consulted mediums on how to deal with German aggression in Europe. This is why you need friends. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe if he had someone else to go to for advice, he wouldn't have consulted the ghost of his granddad. It's it's ghosts or it's friends or psychic hotlines. Those are Basically. those are your two sources of moral support. Yeah, so. He was also, like, very into labor rights, labor issues, and he was pro-America. Notably at the time, like, often it is dicey in Canada to be pro-American because we define ourselves as people entirely in opposition to America. That's sort of all we've got. It's It's, it's, It's all we have. Milk in bags. Milk and bags. So Indian, not American. Beaver tails. Beaver tails are a type of dessert. They're not we a thing no, here. We do not eat beaver's tails. And like the it's, vast, it's funnel cake. We don't even have that. That's not even ours. Yeah, and it's like just funnel cake with shit on it. And the vast majority of Canadians have do not even do any of those things. No, you can't even buy bagged milk here. Like you, yeah. you, you can buy bagged milk at home. Like you can buy it in Quebec and New Brunswick, but you can't buy it. Yeah. in like, most of Canada. Like if you ask like anyone west of manitoba which is in the middle of the country they do not know what bagged milk is well, they they know it it's just it's not available they think it's just as weird as the rest of us yeah like uh, like they think that's weird too it's still our national identity we're we're grasping at straws we've got Caribou on our money, yeah, and like, the queen, and uh, our anthems in French. Sometimes that's yes. that's about like, it. Like English Canadians, you don't know how good, like how much you rely on Quebec for like your sense of self. We just steal like things that are actually Quebecois, and we just call them Canadian. Poutine is ours now. Poutine is ours. You lost the war. <laughs> Suck on that. <laughs> Give us all your shit. Yeah. Stay in your. Fucking Quebec. Stay there. (laughs) Manger (laughs) de la merde. Okay, that... I know enough French to know that you're swearing now. Back to Mackenzie King. (laughs) So, there's this quote I found. It's from a novel by Robertson Davies. It's called The Manticore, and I want to share it with you because I really do think it expresses the heart of who was Mackenzie King. And it is, Mackenzie King rules Canada... Because he himself is the embodiment of Canada. Cold and cautious on the outside. Dowdy and pussy in every overt action. But inside, a mass of intuition and dark intimations. King is Destiny's child. He will probably always do the right thing for the wrong reasons. Is that our national identity? It's who we are. It's It's who who we we are are as people? Oh my god. (laughs) Although if he is Destiny's child, he is not Beyonce. No, no, he's not. Are we hardened and cold on the outside? Is that what the rest, like, we're physically cold. That's, that's undeniable. I mean, I went outside in a t-shirt because it was minus eight today. Like, that's, that's just a fact we have to contend with. But is this our national identity? Like, like, I think people think we are nicer than that. But people definitely do think that we are like, unemotional wimps. We sound like some sort of, like, crusty cheese. Like, we're just, we're brie. We're just hard on the outside and squishy in the middle. Filled with mold. That's great. Awesome. So he was old and crusty and he did good things for bad reasons. Yes. And he also did bad things for bad reasons. We'll come to that later. One thing that you need to know about, like, Why on earth did we vote for Mackenzie King? Why on earth was he popular? Why on earth did he manage to rule Canada for a bizarre amount of time? And I think that has a lot to do with Canadian political culture. So... This should be good. You know how, like... Generally speaking, there's this thing where, like, you know, like this this idea we have of politicians like they're usually handsome and charming and charismatic. This is the country that voted for Jean Chrétien. Yes, we do not have a notion of handsome leaders here. Like, we honestly we have we prefer ugly, awkward weirdos. I was gonna say like I I think we actually vote for some of the least attractive people like. If not in North America, like in the world, yeah. Like John knew he was unattractive. We had like he he ran on it. I, oh, that's true. He did. Yeah. I remember those attack ads. Yeah, like like we had a prime minister in the '90s who ran on the fact that he was ugly. He was paralyzed in half of his face. He had Bell's palsy as a child. Yeah, and he used to run these political attack ads that said. Unlike Tories, I don't talk out both sides of my mouth because he literally couldn't. He literally could only speak out of one side of his mouth. Yeah, because the was, other half was paralyzed. You can leverage that in Canada. Like that's yeah. how easily impressed we are. You're like, we found oh, that's charming. <laughs> that's great. I liked John and <laughs> I still like John I, I still do. He was unintelligible. Like you could, you'd sit through a speech and you're like, I don't even know what language yeah, and that like, was in. And to note, he wasn't unintelligible because half of his face was paralyzed. No, he was just excessively French. Yeah, like he had like a heavy French accent. He was more French than is necessary. Like, yeah. we're, we're running on French on this like, podcast, like, and that's I would not go that French. Yo, never yeah. go, never like, go that French. Like, a notable Chrétien quote is, a proof is a proof is a proof. And when it's a proof, it's because it's proven. That probably works better in French. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one of those things that just doesn't really translate. Like, I've, I've listened to speeches of his in English, and honestly some of that is just him. No. A lot of that is French, but some of that is just him. I mean, this is fully off-topic now, but my favorite, like, Jean-Certien gaffe ever was his wife's. They were at <laughs> dinner with another political leader shortly after Jean-Certien. I think he retired. I don't think we ever voted that guy out of office. And somebody asked his wife what she was oh, most... Oh, he did.
1: did we he? did not vote We him did out. not vote
0: him out. I, thought, I didn't think so. Somebody <laughs> asked his wife what she was most looking forward to about him being retired, and her answer was, eppiness. And she meant to say happiness, but it came out a penis. And that's that's Canadian, that's what we look like on the world stage. We are just French fucking idiots and we love it. We do, we do. Um. So like back to political culture. So like Canadian voters have a suspicion Of facial symmetry and social adeptness. We don't like it. We do not like it. We're not, we're not about, until now, we were not about symmetrical leaders. Like, our current prime minister is pretty, but, like, that was actually a mark against him. We we found that, we found that. There were attack ads about how nice his hair was from the opposition. Yeah, like, the fact that he was adequate at grooming was like- Don't trust that fucker. Yeah, like, that was a political demerit. As far as Canadians were concerned. Like, he doesn't have dead pouchy fish eyes, but I guess we'll vote for him anyway. Like, that's... <laughs> we, mm. just, we just assume that he has, like, good, trustworthy advisors who are ugly and awkward and cold as dead fish who will advise him and lead him and, and will not lead him astray. No, that's that's more or less what we want from you in Canada. Yeah, be French and ugly and probably a lawyer if you can manage it. <laughs> if you if you are a French ugly lawyer from well, Quebec, we, from Quebec, well. Gosh, darn God, it! God, that was like five prime ministers in a row were like ugly French lawyers from Quebec. <laughs> we like that. Canada has a type. You could be our king, <laughs> <laughs> Prince Prince Charles will be our king, and we're, so like we're not I want to run through like a couple. He's not French enough. He's going to be our king regardless. <laughs> we don't like, have a lot to say in this. He needs a heavier accent. Then we will fully embrace the monarchy. <laughs> This is terrifying. Why, why did why did Britain hang on to us? We were a bad investment. Yeah, like the general reason why they let us go was just because we're so expensive. That's also why the French abandoned us. They they traded us for Guadeloupe. Man, I think the quote was uh, Probably a good deal. To be honest, a a, a few acres of snow. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, can't really. Quebec is still mad at France about that. I don't. I can't blame them. Have you been to the Canadian Shield? I mean, yeah, I'd trade that shit away, too. I mean, loop, man. Guadalupe. It's, it's a great place, I think. It's warm. <laughs> it's all you need. But it was also, like, a lot of slavery lot of slavery. Well, Canada did not have a lot of slaves, but that's not because we want like didn't want slaves. That's just because it wasn't economically viable. We had slaves. We just we just didn't had them locally. Yeah, yeah. like we, we were awful in a unique way. Like most like a big slave owner in Canada had like three slaves and they were mostly like status symbols. We made it up in later Whoops. Racial atrocities. We've, we've done some bad we've things. Done, we've done worse things since then. Don't think that Canada isn't racist. It's just less it was just less economical for us than it was for the US. Well, that's great. That's wonderful. That's our History nat- is depressing. So kids. national identity, just, just awful but cheap about it. Look at the truth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to give some examples of like Canadian prime Minister So, like, our first ever prime minister was a guy named John A. McDonald. And he first became prime minister in 1867, which was the same year as the Alaska Purchase, Uh, the first first. ship to pass through the Suez Canal, the publication of Das Kapital by Karl Marx, and the death of the Methodist Reverend Thomas Baker, who was eaten by cannibals in Fiji. I never like hearing historical events that took place in the same year kind of laid out because it always fucks me up. It's weird, isn't it? It is weird. Like, when people tell me that Aunt Frank and, like, um... Martin Luther King, yeah Yeah, were born in the same year. It just, it fucks me up every time. Oh, it's so weird. Mammoths were alive when the pyramids were built. I don't like it. I think history is eight times as long in my brain as it actually <laughs> was. I don't like that events took place concurrently. I can't handle that. It's so weird. Anyway, John A. Macdonald is the founding father of Canada. He's our George Washington, except not. Except we're embarrassed of him, and Oh, yeah. No, Nobody is sitting around being like, mm, I wonder what John A. Macdonald would think of this. We're just like, oh God, it never happened. Oh yeah, like no one ever says, <laughs> what would John A. Macdonald think of this? Or if they do say it, they're quickly said, he would probably throw up in a ditch. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're not actively oppressing <laughs> the First Nations, then he he wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, so like he was the builder of a nation in the Canadian Pacific Railway. He was charming and charismatic, as well as corrupt and a cynically uh, political opportunist. Uh, and he was a notable drunk and noted racist. That's great. Those are things that we want. Yeah. Do you Clearly. know how racist and how drunk you have to be? To be the- racist by nine, 1867 standards. Yeah, like, <laughs> you are so racist. You are racist by the standard of the day. You are too, that is, I mean, any amount of racist is too much racist. But that is really that too is much really racist. That is really racist. That's really, really and, racist. And I'm going to emphasize during this podcast, you have to judge people like, to an extent by the standards of their time. Like, yeah, you you kind of have to accept that, like, everybody before a certain time was a racist, was a misogynist, and you have to cut them some slack. Not all the slack. I will emphasize that. It doesn't make it okay. It just makes it slightly less not okay. I also want to know what, like, what is a drunkard by 1867 standards? Like, this was the era where you came out of the womb and they basically, like, put brandy in your bottle right off the bat. Like, what is a drunkard by those standards? Notably, our second second longest serving prime minister. He's fucking horrid. Let's vote him. <laughs> yeah. Let's vote for him nine times. It's great. He genocided some people. He also executed Louis Riel. But nobody else wants this job, so fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, bit of a charmer. Uh, he is not exactly, like... Like, yeah, George Washington had slaves, but he was, like, a stately, dignified patrician. We were justifying slavery a bit too much there. <laughs> it, like, was, it was a stately slave-owning. Yeah, like, like, he also released his slaves after his death, which is, like, not as cool as if, like, releasing your slaves before your death, but, like, again, by the standards of your time. <laughs> God. Then we have, like... Our third longest-serving prime minister was Trudeau Sr. So, like, the current prime minister is Justin Trudeau. This is his dad. And normally we do not elect fathers and sons. This is a bit weird for us. This is our, like, first political dynasty. It's a a big deal for us. It's a bit weird. And that was also a mark against them. Although slightly more reasonable than, like, he has nice hair and he probably smells good. I feel like this is a big deal for us as a country. Like, this is our first political dynasty and... Oh, we're growing up. We're growing up. Baby's first political dynasty. Okay, so Trudeau Sr. is uh, 60s. He is, was, first became prime minister in 1968. So think Nixon, Ford, Carter, and early Reagan. He was in power quite a long time. And he was an intellectual. He was a smart guy. Reason before passion was basically his his standard. And he was very charming as well. He was pro-federalism, which means, Quebec, don't leave us! Yeah, he, was, he was the first person to put in, like, the policy of multiculturalism within Canada. And he also was uh, presided over the legalization of homosexuality as justice minister, uh, notably, and he was notably friendly towards communist leaders such as Fidel Castro. Yeah, that was, that was kind of an awkward point when Fidel died. Actually. Oh, yeah. That, that kind of got awkward real quick. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was- like, one of the things you need to know about Canada is, like, while we were allies with the U.S. all the way through the Cold War, we traded all the time with, like, Russia and Cuba and other communist states. We were cool with that. Well, I mean, like we've been able to visit Cuba for the last ever. We've never oh, been yeah, I've from been Cuba. to Cuba. Oh yeah, like well, I think we came out on top here. Sweet yeah. Cuban vacations <laughs> for Canada for decades yeah. without. I went there when they were still under Castro. Oh. There was a lot of guns around. God, I keep forgetting how old you are. I was twelve. <laughs> I mean, I guess I was alive <laughs> at that point. I just wasn't traveling internationally. I am internationally. Very old, though. Um, I'm older at heart than I am in I am in body, but I that that is still quite old. So. He was also the 20th century's most inexplicable sex symbol. Like... Was he? Oh, yeah. Oh he was. God. People wanted that. Oh, my God. The history is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, like, there was a thing called Trudeau Mania. He was... Because he was, like, a bit like he was a bit liberal he was known to be like cool with gay stuff he was we we had a like a strong suspicion that he was uh, he he like he would be cool with marijuana he was very popular amongst like the the 60s counterculture the parts of canada that were not alberta yeah in like, the 1960s were very cool with him albertans still hate him they, yeah you kind of mention him and people sort of hiss yeah like like it's a physical revulsion Some of them were, like, not even voting age when he was in power. (laughs) Some of them weren't born when he was in power. Yeah, like, A great deal of them weren't born when he was in power. A lot of, like, Albertan identity, which... And if anybody, like, who's not Canadian listens to this, Alberta is Texas. Yeah, I feel like that's all we're really going for. <laughs> that's that's what you need to know. Alberta is like Texas. People are like, oil comes from there. I feel like they have cows. Yeah. So they like they voted conservative forty three Cana- years. Canada Canada like in Edmonton is Austin. So Canada, Texas. With a weird th- liberal al- stronghold? Yeah. Yeah, the the insane ones. Oh, good, um, good. That that's what you need to know about Alberta. Canada, Texas hates Trudeau. That's what you need to know. Oh good. And he was also very much hated by separatists, but that was for his actual policies. Modern Trudeau is very handsome, but he takes after his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've only ever seen pictures of Trudeau really, like, you know, before he died, like, as an old man. Yeah, like, he wasn't, like, super ugly, but he was, like, below average. Looks department I don't rate Canadian prime ministers As much as other people Seem to I mean I, like like, I need to rate More political figures I mean What do you do With your spare time You don't play Fuck Mary kill With like Peter McKay And <laughs> <laughs> like Whoever the fuck Is defense minister now No <laughs> No I'm, I don't understand you <laughs> I have concerns <laughs> Uh, he was also known for being a bit eccentric, and particularly for pirouetting. So he would like sometimes just do these weird spins, and the most famous one is one he did behind the Queen. Like Queen Elizabeth. Not like Freddie Mercury Queen, like the the Queen. He pirouetted behind the queen. That's frowned upon. Yeah, it is frowned upon. Don't pirouette at the queen. Yeah, like that is like probably one of the few things that like anyone would know about like the Canadian prime minister at the time is like, yeah, that weird who pirouetted behind the queen. (laughs) That was like a common thing he did. He just pirouetted all the time a strange country. Yeah, we, we are so weird. And uh, like, his most famous quote is, just watch me, which is sort of remembered fondly by Canadians, but it was actually like a legit terrifying response to criticism of the use of the War Measures Act. <laughs> yeah, we had martial law for a couple of days. That's that's sort of a terrifying, like, you can't put all of Canada under martial law. <laughs> watch this fuckers. Yeah, like that's what that was. And like we've mostly rehabilitated that, but that was scary. It's sort of the like hold my beer and watch this of the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Why did were we under martial law? Because we had terrorists. We did. Canada had Brief? homegrown terrorists. The FLQ. Uh, Fond de libération du Québec. I feel like they might still be around. Oh, maybe, I but they know. haven't been bombing people recently, that's so... True. Did that's- they bomb So some- I thought they put somebody in the trunk of their car. Oh, yeah, like, like <laughs> they kidnapped the Quebecois labor minister and, like, they- shoved him in the trunk of their car, and he died. Yeah, I feel like they shot him. No, they didn't shoot him. He was, uh, it might have been an accident, but he was strangled. How do you accidentally strangle someone? Well, he's Catholic, so he had a. To- <laughs> he had like a crucifix uh, There's a lot of jokes I could make that I, I'm just not going to Yeah, anyway, they also A different cell of the FLQ also kidnapped like a British minister of some kind Anyway, it was a big deal That being said, most of my relatives, even the older ones, didn't hear of it Great So another one, like we already mentioned him a bit But Jean Chrétien was, first became prime minister in 1993 His tenure overlapped a great deal with that of Bill Clinton um, but they're kind of the same person. They're There's, very similar. Except, except Bill Clinton was charming without the scandals in in Canada. Well, without scandals that came to light afterward. Yeah, like okay, and Canadian scandals are always have something to do with a construction project in Quebec. They do. Like that's that's the only thing we're mad about. It's never sleeping with a young woman. Nobody really gets fussed about that. Our scandals are terrible. It's always a construction project in Quebec. Was this the sponsorship scandal? Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> we 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 told you a bit about Cretchan, but like you should know more. In fact, you should read his entire Wikipedia article because it is fan. It is fascinating. It is fascinating. What a what a place. Yeah. So like he was born in Shawinigan, Quebec. Uh, he was the 18th of 19 children, or eight out of nine, accounting for the fact that ten of his older siblings died in infancy. Which was high even for the time. Like he grew he, he, he like he was born in the nineteen thirties. And in like in the nineteen twenties, Quebec had like an infant mortality rate of one hundred and twenty-five point eight out of a thousand births, the child died. Um, Great. Fabulous. And in Ontario at the time, it was seventy eight point four. So fuck Quebec in particular. Yeah. No babies for you. Yeah, like they were well above the nation's average. I think in fact I think they were dragging it upward quite a bit. And like in the 1930s, Quebec had a like, like Quebec had a um it was it was 90.4 out of 1000. So it was significantly lower. That being said, they continued to be well behind the rest of the country in terms of like infant mortality until basically the 60s. What the fuck is going on in there? Oh yeah, like the modern like they they actually have like Slightly lower than average, or roughly average now, Um, and yeah, like he was a talented politician, but he was basically unintelligible, as we said before. It was rough. It was it was real French. Yeah, so French, so French, and like. Like, other than, like, the paralysis and the heavy French accent, he was aggressive and often violent. Like, so <laughs> what you want in someone who represents you on the world stage. Yeah. Just aggression all the time. Just like, French paralyzed <laughs> aggression. Yeah, like, just unintelligible rage. And, like, so he like as a young guy, he reveled in a in a reputation as a hot tempered tough guy. Um, and his he 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 told and like just so you know, like this was part of like his face to the world. This was part of his political persona. He told a biographer that his best subject at school was street fighting. That's what, that's what we want in Canada, just, like, who... I mean, we did just elect a, kind of an amateur boxer. It's just, yeah, yeah. We just want a world leader that will punch other people in the face. I mean, like, Justin Trudeau's not the best because, like, he only punches them with it when he's allowed to, but, like, it'll do. Did Paul Martin punch people? I'd be surprised. That's probably why he didn't last long. That's punch true, he people. didn't last long. Eh, eh. Brian Mulroney? Brian Mulroney definitely could punch people. Oh, he had a jaw for it. That jaw. So, like, his first, like, just an example of this is his first day at Seminaire Saint Joseph. I'm so glad you speak French, I'd be mangling you. (laughs) Yeah, like, both of us are, like, have French heritage. But I'm the one who studied in school past the 12th grade. <laughs> one of us was like, "Nah. <laughs> nah. I'm going to turn my back on my Acadian heritage and we'll just we'll just never talk Whereas, about it." Whereas like I grew up completely unilingual and I'm just like, "Yeah, you know what will get me accepted as a socially awkward Albertan? French." <laughs> in fairness, like Acadians are just the worst kind of French people. Oh, don't all, say that. All we have no, is... Oh, don't say that. Why? Are you also Acadian? No. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> Skinny and Acadians! All we have is just meat pie and New <laughs> Brunswick. That's all we've got. Like, it's just, so th- those are those are not good things. See, I mean, see, meat also, pie is good. Like, I'd I tell you all for picking fights with too many people, but, like, I'm always going to outdo you. <laughs> anyway, so his first day at Seminar Saint-Joseph, like, which is a a, a secondary school. It's a high school. Uh, he performed an unprovoked attack on a bigger student to send a message to the student body in general. That message being don't fuck with Christian. Was this a did he go to a prison yard for school? Was, no, like this was just a normal school. It's just like a Catholic school. I'm just I'm just glad to have been born in nineteen ninety-two. Catholic school was like Skype <laughs> Club in the seventies. Rural no, Quebec like in the uh, in, in the nineteen forties. That's yeah. yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. And, like, in case you think that, like, the violence stopped after we elected him, no, no, no. So, we have this term in Canadian political parlance called the Shawinigan Handshake, named after Gretchen's hometown, which is a reference to the time when he was um, booed off, like, heckled, booed off stage at a political rally, and as he was trying to get back to his limo slash car, an anti-poverty protest got between him and his vehicle and you know like instead of like being like a normal politician and waiting for like his security detail to deal with it he grabbed him by the back of the head and the chin and threw him to the ground it broke the guy's tooth yeah (laughs) this is this is how we say hi in shawinigan and his basic response although it was more more unintelligible this was basically like he got in my way (laughs) i mean i couldn't find shawinigan quebec on a map if you gave me a label in three hours like where the fuck is that no, I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Chrétien knows. Nobody else. Kretchen knows. knows. And like, and like, six this the has become... six other people who survived to adulthood in know. And like, you will see pictures of Chrétien with celebrities since his retirement, like with his hands around their neck, like it's funny, <laughs> like ha ha ha, I'm gonna strangle you. <laughs> Because, like, that's just such... Like, we found that fun. We thought that was cute. <laughs> and the punchline is that he breaks people's teeth. <laughs> yes. That's the punchline. Fun fact, the guy who he broke the tooth of and threw to the ground after strangling, putting in a chokehold, whatever, Right. Uh, he later became a political candidate for the small provincial party of Québec Solidaire. Fascinating. Yeah. Is that, like, part of your political resume? Like, Kurt almost broke once in my... Once broke one, one of my teeth, so vote for me, I guess. Again, this is a very small country. <laughs> this is... I mean, we're not that small. He was a candidate in <laughs> there. <Hull>. There's limits. <laughs> I, I think that would give him some prestige. Hull like, I can find on a map. Like, he's on the left side of the political spectrum. You know, like, that Federalist Prime Minister once strangled him. <laughs> is, that a, is that a right-left spectrum, or is that just, like... That's kind of a dichotomy, like, people who... Have been chucked to the ground by when I once sitting... got strangled by the man! <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no <laughs> politics for me. I'm good. Canadian politics is fun. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not gonna run. I'm good. All of these guys are kinda weird, but they're not the Mac Daddy. No, they're not. They're no. They're not the King. They're no Billy. They're no Billy Mac. Let's get a little more in depth. Mackenzie King was born in 1878. Four in Berlin, Ontario. It is no longer Berlin, Ontario. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think... It's Kitchener. (laughs) They changed it. Is that a better... Was that a step up? I don't know. I don't think so. Anyway, they actually changed it before World War II. They changed it after World War I. Honestly, I think they should have waited. Changing it after World War II would have been, like, even better. This is why early Ontario history is infuriating, because nothing has the same name anymore. Yeah. Who was he? So, Mackenzie King's family was established and respectable, but financially insecure. His maternal grandfather slash namesake, so this was William Lion King, and we just thought, cool, that's that's not long enough. That's not enough names. That's not enough names. Absolutely not. Get another fucking name right in there. Yeah, like, he was the mayor of Toronto, and he was also the leader of the 1939 Upper Canadian Rebellion. That sounds like the saddest rebellion ever. It was pretty sad. That's sad. Upper Upper Canada. Is. So, like, if you have three names, you can be a mayor of a major city, and you can lead a failed rebellion. If I've you got want three names, where's my fucking rebellion? Just wait for it. You're young yet. You're young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will lead like the Upper Edmontonian Rebellion. I we, I believe in we you. We will take Riverbend by daybreak. <laughs> But, like, if you want to be prime minister, you need four names. You Shit. need four names. Shit. You also need a penis oh, yes. in this country. That is required. That's required. But yes. four names will help you. Yeah, like, can- Canadians feel like are, like, weirdly smug about, like, how much better they are than the U.S. They're like, oh, well, we've had a female prime minister. For- yeah, but we didn't elect her. No, didn't. she just sort of was a substitute prime minister. Yeah, like, the last guy retired... And left her holding the bag, and then, like, they were so, like, like Canadians were so sick of her, she got voted out after, like, a couple months. Yeah, well, I, I met her, actually. Oh, yeah, she she's now at our school. Yeah, it's weird. She comes to things that have nothing to do with politics. She came and pretended to understand my thesis, and then I pretended to explain it to her. Oh, that's awesome. She may have actually understood it better than I did. Possibly. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, <laughs> you can never tell. Maybe that's just why she didn't look like she understood because she didn't want to talk about it anymore. That's probably true. Eh. I'm a terrible researcher. So his father was a lawyer, but an uh, urban lawyer did not make the kind of money that his that would have been preferable, so it caused tension in the marriage. And he well, King had a close relationship with his mother, Isabel Grace. Now, people sort of talk about, like, his relationship with his mother was weird. This is mostly historians after the fact. But he actually had a pretty typical, if close, relationship with his mom. He supported her. He looked after her. He was a good son. That's good. That, I mean, you can talk to all the ghost dogs you want, but if you're mean to your mom, like... Oh my god, We're fucking done here. Done. So, like, he supported her mo- his mom until the day she died. And then he kept talking to her afterwards. That's great. I mean, she didn't run out of good advice just because she died, I guess. I mean, like, some people will leave their mom in a home. They'll never talk about her again. And some people just bust out the Ouija board. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're not done here, bitch. Get back here. I'm not ready! <laughs> Sever the cord, man. Sever the cord. God. So, they lived like, basically impoverished, petty nobility. They had servants and tutors, but they really could Afford them? Living beyond their means. Yeah. Servants and tutors. Only employ humans as accessories if you can afford it. Yeah. Is the lesson here. That's the lesson. Human accessories cost money. Mm Mm-hmm. They're quite expensive. So, he was very religious, and this is something that you absolutely have to know in order to understand William Lyon Mackenzie King, is that he was religious. He was Presbyterian, uh, and he thought Christian ethics should be applied to various social ills, particularly social justice. Came a lot from like the social gospel movement, um, and at some point he developed a deep, lasting interest in spiritualism. Clearly, mm, very clearly, because I was going to say lasting. I don't, I don't remember the part where Presbyterians talk to the dead. I, I missed that part. In fact, they seem not to like it. I was going to say I don't be against that seems to be frowned upon. Yeah. And, like, just so we know what we mean by Christian ethics here, is that actually that was quite a progressive movement. What would Jesus do? Yeah, this is, this is what would Jesus do, but the answer to what would Jesus do is not oppress the poor. Yeah, don't be, don't be a dick. It's, it's don't be a dick. You know, generally speaking, these were people who wanted poverty relief, they wanted help for, uh, poor children, poor mothers, widows, they wanted to help people. Um they were also somewhat related to the temperance movement which we're not really going to get into. That was no fun for anyone. That was a bad idea. That was not a good idea. Mm. But the this the, the fish and loaves part we liked. Yeah, the fish and loaves bet. This was more um, fish and loaves than Leviticus. Canada, by the way, gave up. We also had Prohibition, but we gave up on it way quicker than the U.S. did. And then we started smuggling booze over the border. Oh, yeah, for Al Capone. Yeah. In most... the boat that's now on our dime was a rum runner. Yeah. We put a rum runner on our money. And, like, most of our, like, like to this day, like, there's a lot of Canadian breweries that are still running that got their start during Prohibition, like, selling illegal booze to Americans. <laughs> And that's like, we're proud of that. We're still better at it. Yeah. We're, we're the best at everything compared to America, especially running booze. This is our national identity. <laughs> it's all we've got. It's who we are. It's all we've, so we don't have a lot. So he also studied at you. He, like when he was older, of course, he studied at the university of Toronto, which is quite a prestigious institution. I'll have you know. That being said, I don't care. Uh, he also studied at the University of Chicago and at Harvard, actually, as a master's student. Yeah, so he studied in, at Canadian Harvard, although I think that's McGill, actually, yeah. and then actual Harvard. Yeah, Canadian Harvard, actual Harvard. Uh, I think he took political economy, economy at Harvard. It was a master's. He was also later received a PhD from Harvard for a dissertation written as Deputy Minister of Labor. Labor. This was shortly after the Labor Ministry was created in Canada And it was titled... Nerd. Nerd. He was the most educated Canadian Prime Minister. Because he was the only one with a PhD. And do you want to know the title? I bet it's nerdy. Oh, it's not just nerdy. It was titled Oriental Immigration to Canada. Oh, okay. So it was also racist. It was also racist. Of course it was racist. This was back in the day where you could like write an entire dissertation complaining about asian people and people would give you a phd for that. Okay, this is why this is oh no. <laughs> and that's something that I think we're going to be talking about a lot when we're talking about William Lyon Mackenzie King because he was just really he was very really racist. Yeah, but he wasn't notably racist. I mean, <laughs> being racist by the standards of, like, the 1940s... It's still bad. It's not a, its not something to be proud it of. It is still bad. Yeah, no, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, and that gets important later on. He was very into labor rights. He was very... He cared a lot about helping the working man, insofar as the working man was white. <laughs> 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 to be clear <laughs> to be clear like the work the really pale working man I mean do we even need to specify that it's 1940 like everybody's terrible yeah yeah it's it's a bad time it's not good um a notable part of king's political philosophy was the idea that labor and capital could and should work together he that, you know, one of the things that was very, a very important part of his work in the labor ministry is they created, uh, like, he was very much a part of concili- consolation, like, having conciliatory meetings between labor and capital, so labor, like, workers and business owners b- before strikes could start and coming to agreements that were acceptable to both sides that is an incredibly boring thing to be known for yes labor reconciliation is wow yeah wow that was his thing that was his jam i mean like come on man say like to do something i mean like it's really hard to argue for this guy i'm like he really cared about the working man and like blah, blah 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 labor rights That's that's what i'm <laughs> hearing here it's like but uh, like also he was a racist wow it's like i mean i'm in a teamsters meeting all of a sudden like when did, when did this happen Getting away from the racism for a moment. We'll come back to <laughs> there, it. There is more racism. There is there's, more racism. There's an endless well of racism. And I mean, like, I feel like I shouldn't have to say that it's bad, but also I feel like I should say it is bad. It's not good. It's not good. It's not. Um. So, like, during this time, he's deputy labor minister. He's living in Ottawa. Ottawa, by the way, is the capital of Canada, not Toronto. I knew that. I passed the 12th grade. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So... At the time, he had a roommate, and that roommate was also his best friend, and his name was Henry Albert Harper, who was a journalist who ended attended the University of Toronto with King and became friends with him there. Uh, He later resigned from his position as the Ottawa correspondent for the Montreal Daily Herald to work for King at the Department of Labor as the assistant editor of the department's main publication, the Labor Gazette. So he's like, what's the most boring career path I can know? So just the two boring dudes living in a house. They were so boring. Just two really, really dull nerds in a house. So dull. That's great. That was. I don't know if they had a third roommate to liven things up, but like, yeah, it was not an exciting household. Can you imagine just evenings there? It's like, all right, labor and or, newspapers. Or, like, imagine, so morning was probably like, shop talk over brand fr- flicks. That was just what it was. Oh god, I'm sad already. They probably didn't even have them with sugar. I mean like I have had, my roommate has watched me pour sour puss into my cereal. <laughs> For breakfast, so I feel like I'm already doing better. This household is the exact opposite of the King Harper household. Am I doing better, or do I? Is this just a cry for help? I actually don't know at this point. Two <laughs> extremes, equally wrong. There we go. It's bran <laughs> flakes or it's whiskey for breakfast. There's no nobody's functional. Everybody sucks. Yeah. So Henry Harper, Henry Albert Harper, uh, died heroically. Not my words. In 1901, when Mackenzie King was about 27 years old, and he was trying to save a woman, I actually found the name of this woman because most of the sources I checked didn't bother to mention. (laughs) A woman. She was a prop. She wore a dress. (laughs) (laughs) Women. This was before women were important. (laughs) Anyway, her name was Bessie Blair. She was the daughter of Andrew George Blair. Uh, member of parliament for St. John and former premier of New Brunswick. I men- I mentioned what represent. Her f- represent I mentioned what her father did because she died tragically before she ever got the chance to do anything. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean she was a woman. So... Yeah. well, she wouldn't have done anything anyway. That's true. We were <laughs> we were props for yeah. a really long time. This was before before women did things. <laughs> we were decorative. I mean, we're Purely still decorative. We're still expected to be decorative, but now. But we also have functionality. That's true. We're we're like a step up from IKEA furniture. That's great that we are the IKEA furniture of people. <laughs> <laughs> we we we're form and function, <laughs> and we all have weird names, and then we wear out and fall apart <laughs> way too early. <laughs> Mostly by being overused. So, oh, God, this is this is a gross metaphor. No. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. So he was trying to save her after she had fallen through a weak patch of ice during a skating party on the Ottawa River after being told not to. Not like Bessie Blair was told not to. He was told not to try to save her. Don't save her. It's a waste of time. She has to learn. <laughs> she is a mere woman. <laughs> If you if you save her now, she'll just do it again. <laughs> that was women. That was women. Another dude had fallen in a named Alex Creelman, but he managed to drag himself out. Did they fall in? Like, did he fall in before her? Because I feel like if I saw one person fall in the Ottawa River, I'd not be like, mm, Yes, still gonna go skating. Yeah, like apparently they were both fell in together. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I don't hope so, but <laughs> this it already happened. I don't feel bad that they're dead. They'd be dead now anyway. <laughs> River or no river. It was sad, but I'm not sad. You know that kind of thing. This was 116 years ago. (laughs) It was a long time. It was a long time. Too soon. Too soon, Janelle. Anyway, he was told not to. He was warned not to, but he did it anyway. Um, So both of them drowned. Very sad. Very sad. I wouldn't call it heroic. I would call it stupid. Stupid. So you also agree that don't save the woman. That's what I feel, except, like, less because, like, she is a worthless female. More because of the drowning. More because, like, have you ever fallen in, like... A cold river? No, my parents loved me. Yeah, so like, no. one, falling in cold water in general, you're very likely to die. Yeah, hypothermia. Like, I, as a Canadian, I probably have been hypothermic, and that, that part's not fun. Yeah, like, you are very likely to drown, especially in a water that has a current. Yeah. Not to mention, she was likely wearing very heavy clothing, and probably got dragged dragged downstream. That's true. Very quickly. That's, there's not, no part of this story's good. Yeah, like... One of the things you learn very easy early on as a Canadian child is uh, what frostbite feels like. That is true, and the symptoms of hypothermia. I've had hypothermia on a mountain. It was it was not a good place to have hypothermia. Yeah, if you're gonna pick a location. Yeah, mountains are off the list. Here, here's here's like like your quick tips from a Canadian. If you cannot feel your fingers, that's bad. If you cannot feel their palms, that's really bad. Um, if you're outside and you feel cold, that sucks. But if you're outside and you feel warm and sleepy, get inside. (laughs) Did anybody really like think that their fingers being numb was a good thing? They're just like, ah, yes, finally I can smash my fingers in all the doorways I've ever dreamed of. (laughs) There's no, there's no upside to this. Don't do that. Initially in the cold, your hands hurt, but then they stop hurting. But that is worse. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Pain is your body's way of telling you something's wrong. (laughs) Necrosis is not a fun condition and it's not something that we aim for. Yeah. Necrosis, like necromancy and necrophilia. This went a weird direction. I don't like this. You are welcome. I don't like this. (laughs) So, getting back to the horrific story of the drowning death of two innocent people. Oh, yeah, from necrophilia to drowning. (laughs) (laughs) This is. They're not unrelated. This is great. We need to put (laughs) in an intermission for you to go pour yourself a shot. I am a Tia Taller. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, King, who was devastated by this, this was, like, saying again, he did not have a lot of friends, and this was his best friend. God damn it. This I'm, was his boring soulmate. I worked so hard to be your friend, and now you've drowned. This is deeply inconvenient this for me. This is inefficient. <laughs> I'm unhappy with you. He was part of the government, and like a lot of the people at the party were major government figures. So there was a committee made to honor this young man who died drowning after trying to save this girl. Not a statue for the girl. No. But again, decorative. Yeah, decorative. So King finagled things so that he led the effort to memorialize Harper, which led to a statue in honor of him, that is Harper, of Sir Galahad a reference to their shared love of Lord Alfred Tennyson and Arthurian legend, which stands in front of the main entrance of Parliament Hill to this day. Uh, King later published a memoir about Harper called The Secret of Heroism, and referred to Harper in his diaries as, The man I have loved as I have loved no other man, my father and brother accepted. So wait, this isn't a statue of Harper, it's a statue of their favorite character. Yeah, character. Because like, Sir Galahad was, like, you know... Like, the quote at the base of the statue is a quote by Sir Galahad. um, If I lose myself, I save myself. So if my best friend dies, Ned Stark is going up in a public space in her honor, I guess. Yeah, so, like, it is a statue... It's the fan art of the day. (laughs) It is fan art, absolutely. Mackenzie King dedicated a giant piece of fan art to his... Dead buddy, and it is still standing on Parliament Hill. We're just like you know what we landscaped around it, and now yeah. I and, mean and it's, it it's is, there. It is the only statue on Parliament Hill that is not like that is of a fictional character character. It is like the other ones are like kings and dead prime ministers and other dead important people. What? Mostly men. I'm kind of outraged. Yeah. We need more. We've got good fictional characters in Canada. We. I want Puff the Magic Dragon up I... there. Is that Canadian? I guess it is. I was yeah. I was gonna say. I want a statue of Mr. Up. I was gonna say Yvonne of the Yukon. Ivana, the oh, man, that show was obscure. So obscure. <laughs> that was great. Mister Dressup is Canadian. Mister Rogers. <laughs> yeah, he was, and then he died. Man, so sad. There's no part of this story that's not depressing. Mm. Yeah. So he he later, like after becoming prime minister, I think. Don't quote me on that. He marked the eighth anniversary of uh, Harper's death with a with ten a bundle of ten white roses at the base of the statue. Aww. Yes. Very Phantom of the Opera. Very Phantom of the Opera. So, at this point, it is necessarily... Like, after that little story of uh, King and Harper, it is necessary to address something. That being that... They're not gay? No. They might have been gay. Oh, okay. So, that is very gay. That's It, it is hella gay. It's really gay. It is very gay. By the standards of the day, which I feel like... I mean, you could write love poetry to your bro back yeah. in the day, but that's still gay. Yeah, like like it is notable that like the like not being able to tell your friend, your male friend, if you were a man, I love you is a very new thing. That's new. Yeah, we're we're that I mean, back in the day you could write buddy a sonnet and it'd be mm-hmm. like neat. That'd be cool. Thanks, Broski. Yeah. Thanks, man. I lo- love love you the poetry. Too. I love you, man. You didn't even have to be drunk. I mean it was better if you were, and everybody usually was. Are drunk sonnets better? I don't know. But like but like you did not have to be drunk to tell your buddy you loved him. No, that's true. It was just sort of acceptable. It was just it was just very acceptable. Romantic friendships were a thing. But even by those standards, this is pretty damn gay. Correct. It is notable that he never married. King oh. never married. Like he tried to flirt with women. Um oh, he no. was notable for like being flirtatious. <laughs> this but then man who's going like, <laughs> cold. <laughs> yeah, his legacy. He's gone out in history as like cold and unattractive. Yes. He talked to ghosts. <laughs> he's yeah. gone down as Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not guessing that went well. And a lot of like one of like one biographer I, I am a little I like people like it's it's weird because like the historiography does not talk about this. There is no, like, there is next to no speculation among historians, you know, like, was Lion Mackenzie King gay? Because, I mean, compared to the ghost thing, it's just not that interesting. It's just not that exciting. But there is, like, a real chance that he may have been, like, I don't want to say gay, but something other than heterosexual. He tried to connect with women. He was very embarrassed about the fact that he didn't have a hostess. And this was in a time where, like, the wife was basically, like, a silent partner. Who will fold my napkins? Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, generally speaking, political wives were a thing, and they were very advantageous. It's still sort of a thing. We don't have a first lady in Canada, but it's still Mm -hmm. sort of a thing. It's still sort of a thing. Like, there's a reason why, like, the first lady... In the states is an official position with actual duties. Yeah, no, for sure. We, we're just kind of like, I don't know, figure that we shit out. We just didn't formalize Hold the position. Hold some parties, pour some wine, I don't know. Yeah. like Speak French, I don't we know. We were never as into, like, like our, our all our politicians must be upstanding heterosexual men with wives and children. We were never that into the personal lives of our politicians. Clearly not. Clearly not. Clearly not. But, like... Maybe we should have been. Yeah, like, (laughs) probably. I think King represents that. But it is very hard. Like, King is one of the politicians we know the most about because he had extensive diaries. Yeah, what he lacked in wife, he made up in diary. Like, and, like, he never married. He sometimes would flirt with women, but it never went anywhere. Can you imagine? He'd just be this, like, open mouth breathing, like, (sighs) I'll talk to you after you die. (sighs) like no even by the standards of the day when it's like all right like we're all getting scarlet fever at some point so yeah. we got to settle down like and, even and, and, even by the standards of the and day and like he would sometimes be friends with married women but not to the point where ever anyone would say like oh there was a fair an affair going on that clearly wasn't a thing one historian suggested that he may visit prostitutes but i sincerely like having researched the man i doubt it <laughs> i don't i don't even i feel like even no. Yeah, like, no. No. <laughs> no. When you've got a medium, what do you need prostitutes for? Yeah, so, like, but here's the thing. So we have this cold, notoriously unsociable man, more allies than friends, and, like, some people have suggested that he might have been in love with his later uh, Lord Tremere, uh, Jer- uh, John uh, Buchan, and, like, I, having read his passages in his diary, this was the governor general, by the way, which is the rep- representative of the queen. That's um, true. I like, I like-, like, some people have suggested he might have been in love with John Buchan, and having read those passages, I get where they're coming from, but no one mentions mentions Henry Harper. I find it a bit strange. I mean, dude got a statue. Dude got a statue. No dude has ever built me a statue. I mean, I haven't like, died like in a lake, but if my best friend died in a lake, I'd make him a statue. But we're pretty fucking weird. That's true. You would, <laughs> but it would be made out of peanut butter, and no one would be comfortable around it. Like, no. It's notable that I a nor- like a notoriously cold man with very mm. few social connections, very few personal like connections, other than like his family has this extremely strong attach- a- attachment to this young man of his acquaintance. I find that interesting, and while I would not say that he was gay, I would say that I would love to see actu- more actual historical analysis and literature about this. Because Nerd. I like historical analysis <laughs> of long dead, potentially gay prime ministers and their fuckboys who it's in links. It's what gets me up in the morning. What? <laughs> who hurt you? <laughs> Honest to God, thin Acadians <laughs> 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 who this didn't was, like cake. <laughs> there's a story here, and I just don't. I just don't really need to know. Moving on from the potential gayness of this prime minister because it is by no means the most interesting thing about him. He was elected as an MP in, which is a member of parliament, in 1908. And he was soon appointed, and he's still in his, he's in his 30s at that point. I was gonna say, like, he's he's doing well. He is young. You know, like, he must have been very awkward and misshapen. The dude did not ever have to have a real job. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, I worked at Zellers as a teenager, as all good red-blooded Canadians do. Obviously. Until, I mean... Zeller's isn't a thing anymore. I just Zeller Now we are I've... all... We are all immoral. We don't even have a replacement. Like, Target bought it, and then Target withdrew from destitute. Canada. are destitute. Where am I supposed to find a salad spinner? i Who am I? Who am I? What's happening? So, he was soon appointed, and, like, that not only did he, like, get elected to as an MP, like, right away, like, as a 30-something-year-old man, he was also soon appointed to a position as labor minister, the first ever labor minister. Of course he was. He... Loved labor. Loved labor so much. You get up in the morning for him, and he got up in the morning for, I guess, unions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, to an extent. To arguing with unions, mostly. Um, He then lost his seat in 1911. So, only about three years later. And his tenure as labor minister was significant despite its brevity, especially in regards to legislation regulating anti-competitive corporate practices. In less nerdy talk, he said, "Hey corporations, don't be dicks." Can you imagine like what is a corporation by 1908 standards? It's like from where we're sitting, like I can I can see the Edmonton cigar factory. Like is that a corporation? Excuse me, gents, could you stop poisoning children intentionally? <laughs> <laughs> no good business. Well, <laughs> fuck. What you gonna do? I tried. <laughs> I tried so hard. And this is why Jacques Chen went through 11 siblings. So many siblings. <laughs> because Yeah, that didn't work. I mean, probably he was better off having been born after all of them died, but like, I'm not sure. His poor mother. God. After he loses his seat, he then starts working in the States. He Uh-oh. never moves out of Canada. He keeps a residence in Ottawa and just travels to the states. I mean, it's close. But here's where it gets, you know, somewhat interesting from like a historical perspective. He was hired and befriended in 1914 by John D. Rockefeller Jr. Oh, who he advised through a time of tense what being a billionaire labor issues. Labor relationship relations were. This, sounds, this sounds like a euphemism for, like, he beat a factory child to death. <laughs> I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not saying he did. You can't sue me. <laughs> I mean, he's too dead to sue you. <laughs> I don't know. They're the Rockefellers. They could sue me from the I, grave. I don't know. Maybe Mackenzie King would help them. <laughs> they were friends <laughs> he must have he, Mackenzie King must have contacts on the other side I kind of want a Ouija board now so let's <laughs> like, talk dude, to King dude he's like probably just waiting it's like come on somebody wants to talk to Billy <laughs> yeah so he was an advisor to John D Rockefeller jr um, and he had a very nice salary much better than his salary as a politician his salary as a politician was like 2500 dollars dollars per annum, which is more than it sounds. And he had like got over like twelve grand per year with his Rockefeller job. With and that is about um, two hundred and ninety thousand okay I was off by like by with inflation. I was off by like a a lot. lot, Almost seventeen million. A lot. A lot. lot. Okay, you know what? (laughs) I'm not even good at money now. I did the research. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah she researched this episode this is this is the episode where I just make yeah. stupid comments in the background. <laughs> I'm the one who loves Mackenzie King the most. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't love you back. He loves Lake Boy. You can never have him. <laughs> I don't. I don't deny him his love of dead Lake Boy. All right, he can love dead Lake Boy. Yeah. So he later became an independent labor consultant. He was criticized for not serving in World War One, even though like he was in his late 30s. I was gonna say place. like Homeboy was like. Yeah, a little old for that. And like, he wasn't in the best of shape. Not sh- body. I'm not trying to body shame dead Prime Minister William Lyon Mackenzie King. This is a no shame Just, zone. No, except for people who apparently who don't eat cake. We've already we've already ripped on. Fuck some- them. What? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> something happened to you. <laughs> so. Criticized for not working, uh, for not serving in World War One, despite the fact that didn't make any sense. He nonetheless helped with para war industry. He supported the anti-conscription side, and like, let's note that like Canada was all about conscription, all about it. Oh my God, everybody went. It. Everybody, you Every- get to. War. We were the Oprah of war. You get warfare. to die. You get to die. You get to die. Everybody gets to die. <laughs> like that was that was Canadian World War One policy. Oh yeah, and a lot of people did. Yeah, We're no. a very egalitarian society. You all die. You, you, and you all death for everyone. John, John, and Jean. That—that that was Canadian <laughs> diversity at the time. <laughs> he got a lot of money in his labor consultancy job in the states, but he was all about that political power. He was so excited to go back to Canada. As I mentioned earlier, he maintained his residence in Ottawa. And the moment he was called, he was back there in a second. So he was on the anti-conscription side under the head of the Liberals uh, leader, uh, Sir Wilfred Laurier. Oh, he, uh, him I know. Yes, everyone knows Laurier. No one knows anything about Laurier, no. but they know Laurier. I couldn't tell you even what, yeah. He I couldn't have anti- told you what party he was in yeah. until now. Well, now you know he was a liberal <laughs> okay, and he good. was anti conscription. I mean, in that era, like, just guessing liberal is sort of a good guess. Yeah, probably liberal. I mean, I know Diefenbaker was a conservative. And, like, the liberals <laughs> were super divided over conscription, mostly on the Francophone Anglophone divide. That so is true. French English... people did not want to fight our stupid war. Yeah. They were <laughs> taught about it. We we do not even like the queen. Except that's not the right accent. That's not even close. That not was, even close. That no, the, the Quebec accent. That just, is from the wrong side of the pond. It is. That that's that's European French like a ah. a Quebec French accent has English words in there and it just sort of sounds like you're chewing ah. to buy, that that's a goat. <laughs> that's a goat. That's not a that's not a Quebec person. <laughs> Quebec is like me there, I don't fight in that war. That no, not my war. You want me to die for the queen? I haven't even met her. You have to sound like a lumberjack <laughs> chewing tobacco at all times. You know, I, I would fight a war for my mother. My mother. Like but a, my mother is a better woman than the you queen. You sound like a Jewish French woman. Who from knows? Quebec. <laughs> I, I am francophone, but I am Franco-Albertin, thank yeah, you very you're much. Yeah, you're from Grand Prairie. There's I am just... I am very from Grand Prairie. <laughs> you're, you're extremely Grand Prairie. I'm actually not extremely Grand Prairie. No, you're Grand not. Prairie. You're not currently driving a truck. Yeah, like, there is not a truck nut within a mile of me. And I have, like, like having grown up in, in Grand Prairie, I have an, an instinct, like... For, like, whenever a truck nut gets within a mile of me. Truck nut radar? I have a truck nut radar. It's like the worst superpower imaginable. Like, holy shit. (laughs) There's there's some lame superpowers, but truck nut vision is just. It is. Significantly worse than Aquaman. This is powers. why we. This is why we started a podcast and not a comic book. I would like to be a superhero. Can't I be a superhero? No. What are you? Who are you helping besides society by ridding <laughs> us of truck nuts? I think that that's a public good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the least Edmonton-y Edmonton podcast. <laughs> so, Mackenzie King. Super excited, when he gets the call, he's later like, help Laurier, and he immediately goes up to Ottawa, and he rides for North York, and- Which no longer exists. Which no longer exists. Also and, now part of Toronto. And it was his granddad's old seat. Oh. Yeah. So there is, I mean, political nepotism, yes. Yes. Just political dynasties, not until now. Yeah. Um. And he lost. Very oh, sad. Well, that's embarrassing. Oh, yes. <laughs> so not even good political nepotism, just failed sad nepotism. Sad. There's nothing sadder than it's like, like having family connections and using them and still losing. <laughs> yeah, man, that is that is the whole new side of mediocrity. Yeah, that is that is bad. So he becomes the liberal leader no, am I ahead of myself? What are my notes saying me? What are they telling he, me? He fucks up and now he's liberal leader of Canada. I feel like we've missed something. Actually, no. Like, he lost and then he immediately became liberal leader. Oh, no, we just suck. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. So he became the lit- liberal leader as Laurier's chosen successor. It was in a hard-fought, close leadership battle against more experienced p- opponents in a heavily divided party. Won on the fourth ballot. Um, it was mostly secured by a key alliance with Ernest Lapointe, who helped secure key, like, very important Quebec votes, which he continued to do for King until his death in, this is Lapointe's death, in 1941. Oh, so he, this, is, this is a long time that he spends doing this. Oh, yes. This is World War I to, like, this is now up to World War II. Yeah. So These are the uneventful years, I yeah. guess. William Lyon Mackenzie King did not speak French, and knew like nothing. Like in like, I did you not care had about to. Oh, he
1: did, he,
0: you didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't speak French. Well, you do now. Yeah, he just had like a very good French-speaking lieutenant. Well it's a shit. Mm-hmm. Just hire a francophone. It's, it's Genius. Like, like fr- having a francophone friend was like the equivalent of having a black friend at oh, the time. God. I genuinely wish that Harper had had a francophone friend. He, he could have used it. Just to tell him that, man, I don't no. even speak French, mm-hmm. but I know that you are just mangling that language right now. I mean, now. he improved <laughs> since he was like... But his early speeches, it was like, dude, please, no. Just stop, we, Can we stop. subtitle this? This is... I mean... Yeah, like during that one, like the most recent... Election cycle, there was a prime ministerial debate where the translator, like the woman... Like speaking during the French bits of people's speeches because Canadian politicians, for some reason, don't do like a speech in English and then a speech in French. No, you just switch back and forth. You just switch back and forth like so halfway through So nobody can follow the full debate yeah, unless like, you're bilingual. Even bilingual people have trouble moving back and forth that quickly. I mean, I guess in theory, only New Brunswick can follow debates, except they're they're they've now gone rogue. Their French yeah. doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, like they've given up on this bilingual thing. They've just decided to mash them together. Yeah, it's it's not good. During that entire debate, like the translator was just terrible. Like, Harper was almost better off because he spoke the least French. Because Again, This is another sad political scandal. There was substandard translation and a debate nobody watched. Yeah. I am furious. I am so angry. This is this is this is, this is as scandalous as it gets. So he becomes prime minister in 1921, with a very scant majority in, uh, in parliament. Uh, That's beca- pretty much like the majority of Canadian governments. We are a yeah. nation of ineffective minority governing, and we like it that way. Yeah, so the opposition was split between the progressives, which was a political party. Um, oh, yeah. Mostly composed of Western socialist farmers. That's not a demographic that's still around. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and the conservatives, which were a much older party. The progressives were new and they didn't last long. No, I would Because you'd run out. It's mm-hmm. so like, shit, we miscalculated. Yeah, like, like the West did not stay... Progressive very long. Actually, you know what? I worked at an Alberta pool elevator. I should have known this. Mm-mm. That's true. I did. I worked at a socialist grain elevator for a while. <laughs> I mean, not one that works. I worked at a. Fake, a, a defunct a socialist. A defunct. That elevator. is. Elevator? That's like the most Canadian job I've ever had. I worked at a defunct socialist Alberta grain elevator. That is so Canadian. You must be so proud. I, yeah, I wore a dress and I held out grain samples. It was great. Fascinating. Yeah, I know. So. Mainly the way that he rules is by playing one against the other. So, like, the big party, the ruling party, is in the middle of these two groups. The socialist progressive party wants lower trade barriers. They want lower tariffs because they want to export their grain and shit. Not their shit, just their grain. Yeah, please, just, just <laughs> grain. <laughs> just grain. Um, There may have been fertilizer, but mostly grain. Mostly grain. I don't think we actually... And... <laughs> The conservatives, which were mostly located in Quebec and Ontario, which like it was a different time, it was a different time, uh, who mostly wanted higher tariffs to protect protect industry. I mean, those are kind of the opposite perspectives now. It, it is now the other way. It is the other way. It's like geo, like I mean, I guess geographically, like. The positions have stayed the same and the party names have switched. I don't understand. I don't know. Just tell yeah. me who to vote for. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I vote don't rhinoceros know. rhinoceros party in the next election. Just. Yes. What was notable about William Lyon Mackenzie King is that he per- pursued divergent foreign policy from Britain. So before this, most prime ministers had the exact same... Like, Britain's foreign policy was our foreign policy. Yeah. When Britain declared war, we were at war. We didn't even want to be in World War One. They were just like, all right, fuckers, we're doing this. And we're like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> that was basically how Canada entered World War I. Britain told us to. That's how we did everything. It was just like Britain's like, all right... You're along for this ride. We're just like, God fucking We've um, mom. mom. <laughs> We've been a country since eighteen sixty-seven. I'm in I'm old enough to make my own choices. I wanna listen to Marilyn Manson. Like that was that was. Yeah, and then while. William Lyon Mackenzie comes along, he's like, you know what, you don't get to tell me what to do. I'm gonna hang out with my older brother. And I'm not going to listen to you anymore. This was the teenage rebellion of Canadian politics. Yeah, so... 1941. Not only do we have a pivot towards America, towards being more friendly with America, it is also when Canada starts politely asserting its independence from Britain in terms of foreign policy. We would prefer not to. We would not care to. Thanks, but no thanks. Thanks. Um, So the conservatives were ruled by Arthur Megan Who continued an intense Rivalry with King Throughout King's political life That is a name that is lost to history It it is very lost to history I am hearing these things for the first time (laughs) We had a fun time. I mean, I remember who Stefan Dion was, and I'm like And you are considered like that that is That's an unusual that, level of political knowledge. That that is a that is back in the mists of history, really. That <laughs> was like six years ago. I know. <laughs> yeah. Mists of history, Janelle. And the Progressives were under Thomas Carrare, who was a later ally of Kings after the Progressives folded, and like notably, after like Carrar, at a certain point, like he was a very aggressive, very effective leader of the Progressives, and King's political life was way easier after Carrar said, "Welp, I'm gonna return to my business back in back in the prairies." That in that exact just, accent. That is a nineteen forty-one accent. Albertan accent. True. I fun. have a Ouija board. I talked to Thomas Carrar. He thought it was weird, but he was cool with it. Two Ouija boards have accents now. Man. <laughs> I never got that model. <laughs> I'm kind of mad now. <laughs> this one's by Mattel. <laughs> the good shit. The good shit. I didn't get any off-brand Ouija board. I think they've always been owned by Mattel. Uh, maybe I don't know. They've been owned by a toy company for. They're. They're. I didn't get the off-brand. Ones. They're just a the, toy. The, the, the genuine ones have accents. That's oh well. You're learning all kinds of things. I'm learning today. all kinds of things. My my. Childhood occult toys were not up to standard. They were inferior. So a corruption scandal late in the term damaged the liberals somewhat, though King himself was never directly connected to it. Unsurprisingly, this was a scandal over the Beau... Arnois Canal. Are you shitting me? It's more construction in Quebec. It was a construction project in Quebec. Fifty years. Yeah. Fifty years it of came construction to- between the Liberal sponsorship scandal and oh yeah, God like damn it. this has been dogging the Liberals for like a century. <laughs> I I I shit you not. God damn I feel like we like owe Rob Ford like. As a country, we just owe him, like, a collective gratitude for making us more politically interesting. Like, yes, crack-smoking mayor of Toronto. It has nothing to do with building shit in Quebec. This is who we are as people. Oh, man, did he build anything? Oh, jeez, no? Oh, great. Oh, that's that's so cool. I mean, like... Like honestly, we were so into like Rob Ford becoming popular overseas. Like, oh man, people are paying attention to us. We have we're a scandal. Like, we're, we're like we're like under for child. All we want is attention, good attention, bad attention. The international middle child. <laughs> That's where. That's who we are. <laughs> I I like uh, we had a spending scandal lately, and the investigation. Into the improper spending scandal costs more than the improper spending yeah. it uncovered. Yeah. It was like, oh man, these MPs are buying too many airplane meals and we spent like a million dollars to figure this out. Yeah. We should have just let them have their cookie. That's... <laughs> <laughs> just cookies have the or brownie. pretzels? Cookies... Bits and bites. I fly WestJet with <laughs> I'm way sorry, too much. we're out of cookies. You're gonna have a pretzel. <laughs> my la- last time I flew WestJet, they just gave me both. I was like, man, oh, man. I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> Discount Canadian Airlines da, da, for the da, win. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, his second election in 1925, the Conservatives win the most seats. Wait, did we go back in time? No, no, no. He was first elected in 1921. Oh, okay. This is second election. Right, 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 right. Um, so the conservatives win the most seats, but the liberals form the government by basically teaming up with the progressives. So coalition governments are a thing. Mm-hmm. Harper lied to us. Do, 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 do. I mean, I kind of knew that. This is a different Harper, by the way. This is not Dead Lake, This is Lake not Boy. Dead Lake Harper. This is <laughs> recent Harper. This is recent <laughs> Prime Minister Harper. We only have so many last names here, we just trade them back and forth. Apparently. <laughs> You just have to move out of the geographical area where your name is popular. Yeah, that's I mean, what you like, have to do. Out here I'm like the only Como anybody knows, but if I go back to the Maritimes everyone's like, "Do you know any of these like 937 other Como's I know?" Yeah, like apparently the majority of Pijo's in the world live in Quebec. That's great. Mm. We're, we're very geographically centered. We we like our local We don't move around. <laughs> Good and local. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Shallow gene pools. <laughs> yeah, like there are people in like the Great Lakes region where you're not a local unless your family dates back to when Loyalists crossed over from during the Revolutionary War. That is true, actually. That's very true. King, like, during this election, King actually loses his own damn seat. But he nonetheless remains leader of the minority government. This is an incredibly ineffective strategy. So I guess you can come lead. You just, you have nowhere to sit, man. Like, like... He you just, are like, a standing like, leader only. You are a standing leader. It's just like, do you have no other politicians? Yeah, they're like, we're not willing to... Because, I mean, in Canadian government... There's just no one like, else who's trustworthy. I can't... I don't think I've ever seen a party leader lose their seat, but I assume you just pick another party leader. Yeah, well, like, it happened to Christy Clark in recently... She was. She's the pre- current premier of British Columbia. Oh, you are paying way more attention than I am. Yeah, like, there's, like you shouldn't know this. The fact that I know this... Counts against me as a human being. As of the name rings a bell. When my soul is judged, like, Osiris is gonna give me a funny look. Wow, and even... <laughs> even in contemplating the afterlife, you continue to be esoteric and baffling. <laughs> anyway, she basically... What she, what they did was they ran her in a by-election, so then she got a seat anyway. Yeah. <laughs> a pity seat. Pity seat. Just running the saddest riding we can find. Oh, yeah. The indie... The end... Like... The ndp the NDPs are the socialists, was so proud of the fact that he unseated her. So proud. God. He was so excited. So I assume King didn't run in a by-election, though. I assume he just sort of... Nope, just hung s- out. Just sort of stood, I guess. Just sort of hung out. Just sort of awkward. There's only so many seats in that room. Like Yeah. Notably, like the Prime Minister is not in Canada's constitution. I don't even know why we... like We just sort of have one. We don't really check... We're not a country that, like, frequently checks our constitution, though. We're just sort of yeah. like, eh, Probably. I'm sure it's fine. So, like... What does the governor general think? Like, the prime minister of Canada is just usually the leader of the political party with the most seats in parliament. That is true. It can kind of... Can kind of change. We can just sort of make a coalition and we're like, fuck yeah. it. So, you, like, you, be, you lead. So, like, it may seem weird that a dude who, like, lost his seat in government stayed on as prime minister but technically he was allowed to yeah i mean like we don't have an order of succession in canada i guess like, if the sitting prime minister dies we just sort of pick it's somebody it's basically like an airbud thing no one said it wasn't against Holy the rule shit that's 90s <laughs> <laughs> i'm here for all your weird esoteric references not, i have it's range it's not even esoteric it's just so 90s i have range i know what the kids are into a sports playing golden retriever <laughs> from like 1996 <laughs> That came oh, out when I was no. a child. Yeah, yeah, it did. I was six years old. I like that you know that that was like it was such a monumental event in your life. You just measure time around it. I, I judge who I am as a person by how long Airbud was ago. This is your life is divided into like pre beforehand. and post Airbud. Air I've yet to find that. I've yet to find my Airbud. I still don't. You I will mean, someday. I, you you will. will someday. Your Airbud will come. <laughs> you, what? Cool Runnings didn't do it for you. I've never seen Cool Runnings because I'm and sheltered. you never should <laughs> take that movie <laughs> that none of the audience has even seen. You've scored a point against a Aha! movie of fictionalized betrayal <laughs> of the Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, you are victorious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weird human being. With an eidetic memory. Which is like a photographic memory, but real. We're so far off topic now. So far off topic. So far off topic. Back to William Lyon Mackenzie King. (laughs) Back to him! All right, that is actually all that we have time for this week. So this has been part one of our Canadian Prime Minister slash William Lyon Mackenzie King episode. So if you want to hear about all of the really crazy shit that William lion mackenzie king and all of his names and dead dogs got up to you are gonna have to tune in next week to our next episode um until then thank you so much for listening to this episode this is actually the first one that we ever recorded uh we wanted to get it out there just in case our style is changing or getting infinitely more ridiculous which is probably likely Um, In the meantime, if you want to hear more from us, make sure that you are subscribed to us on all of our various channels. You can find us on iTunes, or on Android, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. We are probably there, it turns out. There is absolutely no standards for any of them. Uh, You can also follow us on all of the social media. You can follow us on Facebook at Fat French Fabulous. Makes sense, that's what we're called. We're on Twitter at Fat French Fab. You can follow us individually on Twitter, in case you only like one of us. That's totally fine, as long as it's me. You can find Jessica on Twitter at I'mNotAlungFish, and you can find me on Twitter at VeryBadLlama. Follow one, follow both, follow all, whatever. Um, If you want to leave us a review, that really helps us out. Thank you to the two people who have already reviewed us. They think we're great. Hopefully you do too. Write that shit down on iTunes or whatever it is that you review podcasts. Um, I think that's everything we've got for you this week. Make sure you tune in next week to find out more about Canada's nuttiest prime minister. Until then, thank you so much for listening.